I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Like therapy. Yes, therapy. So we started taking the boy back to therapy. Yes, and that has been very helpful. It has? I think so. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad somebody sees it. Well, I think it's good we have that support back in place. I mean, we probably didn't expect to need it again, I don't know, long term, but I think we're just going to keep it in place for a little while. I expected to need it long term. This is a kid who probably should be going to therapy all the time for the rest of his childhood. I I don't think you can do it exactly like that. I think the breaks are really good. Breaks are good. But I think that this is a kid who, in every developmental stage of his life, is going to need someone who is not us helping him work through how to human. Yeah, that's probably true. We thought maybe before that therapy would be helpful and nobody wanted to do it. Yes, we had tried to get him in. And the the only place that had ever taken him was a play-based therapy when he was a toddler. And after that, everybody basically said, the type of therapy we do with kids his age will not work with a kid like him. Yeah. So... So last time we talked about it, we had only just gotten him back in for that one appointment. And you and I had shown up with him there after his other mom had said that he was he was terribly afraid of us and of you and... Yes, we had gone in right after this had been brought up again. So, so, so now we've been to to we've been over there a few times. We have, and his other mom did finally get around to going. She did, which was kind of amazing because the last time she had gone to therapy, they had expected accountability of her, and she thought that was toxic and basically accused the therapist of malpractice. I don't remember these details. I could show you your text I'm, messages. I'm sure I'm- you could. <laughs> You're better at remembering them. I'm you you either. try to forget them, and understandably so. I don't know if I try, but but um, it could be helpful in dealing with the next thing. Fair enough. Yeah. So. So yeah, she did go, but then how did that go? I obviously wasn't there because getting what, her and I in a room together is either going to be it's going to be ridiculous in some sort. It seems like that. But what I remember last time is that she didn't like him. She didn't think he was a good therapist for him. So this time, after he had gone back to therapy and I went with him, you were there. It wasn't a. Pro- it wasn't really a problem. No, and he flat out said that his other mom was overreacting. Was his term? Yeah. So then he stayed with us, and I think he talked to his mom twice and ended up crying both crying, times very yeah. upset we talked about that and how he how you weren't going to let him go back there until so, she got her shit straightened out but then she did yeah she did i think and i think that's part of why she decided to eventually go to therapy well yeah i said um that she needed to be well for him to be over there because when she's not well things don't go well mm-hmm. and she has numerous health problems yes and He didn't want to call her, so that's why he didn't talk to her, and I think she didn't like that. And so I think it was about 10 days before things settled down, and and then she randomly called him on his watch, and I was holding it because he was getting a haircut. Which was wild, because she's never called him on his watch. She always wants the adult attention for having called her child. She always wants to call him by way of your phone or by way of some other adult. When he's with grandma, he'll call grandma's phone. When he's somewhere else, he'll call their phone. She doesn't call him directly. This is like one of the first times she ever has in forever. It's pretty rare, which 
I usually try to call his phone first or text him and then call his phone. And then if I don't get an answer, then I'll call the other phone. Right. But probably because it's the other way for me. I don't want to talk to the adult. I just, <laughs> I just want to talk to the kid. Right. Um, so she called his phone and he talked to her and she seemed fine. And so he wanted to see her and he went to see her. He stayed with her and then he came back because I was not going to let him stay more than one night. And mm-hmm. right now I'd rather he doesn't stay more than one or two nights because things seem to go bad after that. He's, He's a very demanding child and she has health problems. And very taxing health problems. And he's um, a very taxing child. Yeah. So after a couple of days, it's not as manageable and things will go downhill. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've experienced. So I don't, I just don't want him to do that. Right. So right now he's going one or two days and that's it. Right. And that seems to be working. Also what I'm doing with him, and I had talked to the therapist about this, is talking to him before he goes and saying, okay, how did things go at my house? What was good? What wasn't good? What should we do about that? Like so trying to give he- him some chance to be accountable for his part of it mm-hmm. and saying something before he goes to the other house. So that if he does come up with this nonsense, you know, trying to get that family to pity him, that he has already had a chance to problem solve about the things that he's complaining about if he chooses to complain, which he since has stopped doing. And I don't know how much of that is just because he realized that it didn't get him what he wanted or whether he feels that problems are resolved or probably some combination of these things. I I think there's a combination of things and there's probably some piece we don't know. I do know the therapist, you know, I had talked to his mother about the therapist said she's saying too much to him and she said she agreed. Therapist did do that when we went to therapy too. And um, she said to me that she has no intention of talking to him about much of anything because it seems to cause a reaction in him one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And so she has noticed that it's either she's a problem or you're a problem or my house is a problem or her house is a problem. It's good that she's finally getting that sense of it's not just me or just us, that it's all a problem which would indicate that the focus point is the problem, which would be the boy. Right. She's hoping to find an explanation for that. I feel I already know the explanation for that. He's a drug-exposed child. I've seen this in other kids that are similar to him. Yes. They have a very hard time with personal accountability. They do, and they also have extremely reactive ways of interacting. Mm -hmm. They're often quick to anger and often very strong in their angry reactivity because that perpetual muscle tension caused by the developmental differences. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we noticed about him when he was little, that he was extremely strong for his age. Yes. But, you know, in a decade and a half of teaching, I've seen kids who have similar organic challenges. And I have to say that our boy is benefiting immensely from the environmental privileges he does have. Because a lot of children who have those organic challenges also have the environmental challenges of being raised by the person who exposed them. Yep. Or somebody who doesn't understand what to do about it. And we do what we understand. So yes. that, I'm glad, is helpful to him. Yeah, he is still head and shoulders above other kids his age with similar challenges. But even so, head and shoulders above the bottom of the pool is still drowning. <laughs> yeah, it can be. He has all the same challenges that they have. He just, um, we have better ways of managing them. Yes. So. So. So anyhow. Yeah. That's 
therapy. So when she went to therapy, what did that look like? What happened while she was there? Like, She had a lot to say, and I think not a lot of it was about what we needed to talk about. Which is a behavior pattern. It's everything's about her. I saw the therapist doing what I've often done of trying to get carve a spot out for the other person to put a word in. Mm -hmm. Trying to get, you know, let me have a word in there. Right. So I got to get some things off of my chest about things that come up again and again that are not my fault. No. Not my responsibility. No. And are her responsibility to take care of for herself. Right. And I don't want to hear about them anymore. So that was good for me. I just think that the therapist is an asset to us and to him. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it is to his mother or not. I don't see that. Um, But that's not important to me. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it will be helpful to him. I think that he probably does need the long-term therapy and he will grow out of this therapist, but that's okay. We can get referred to another one. Right. And we'll take the breaks and that will also be helpful for him because he doesn't like going after a while. He likes it for a little while because... It does relieve the stress. He was having a lot of stress about his mom's illness. He he likes having that outlet to discuss, but then when things are going well for a while or when, you know, he doesn't have that stress relief or when it's come to a point where he's starting to experience some expectation of personal accountability, he he thinks it's time to be done. I'm a little surprised, actually, that he feels that stress relief mm-hmm. from the therapy, but I'm really glad because mm-hmm. everybody needs that. Yes, I don't really enjoy leaving work, driving across town to get him, driving him to therapy across town again, etc. There's a lot of driving, so I'm glad there if we... There has been a lot of driving. If we can stay at every other week, that might be a good pace for a while. Yes. In a lot of ways. That is good. Mm-hmm. One of the things I can say about the therapy is the therapist was able to make it clear and acknowledge in front of both of us, both her and I, that it is clear to him no physical abuse has happened to the child. Thank you. None whatsoever. So I was glad that, you know, we could clear the air about that factor. Absolutely. And, you know, she's still going to talk in other venues about how terrible I am and how badly I've hurt the kid. But it's good to have one more person who is willing to say out loud, nope. Yeah. Like I said, I think he's a good asset. Yes. therapist. Yeah. Oh, and he's going to, he's actually going to contact my therapist and he would like to do some interventions. He would like her to join in to do some interventions. And I can't remember exactly how that got framed because it was all at the end of the session. It was. It was like some family group therapy type work. And he is supervised by the person who was my therapist. I think that it would be good to get her in there as well, just to have one more person saying. I don't know. They can figure that out. They can. Yeah. I I need to call my therapist and give her a heads up. Yes. And you were also planning on scheduling with her to just have yourself some therapy time after the new year. Mm -hmm. Because I'll have money on the flex card again and... It'd be good in to, your HSA. Yeah, it'd be good to have um, that support. Yes, that will be good. Yeah, you you and I were discussing this this morning. We both feel like the stress of this year has aged us about five years. And of course, our friend that we drove to the airport said only five, which made me feel a little better because you know, <laughs> I, I guess it could feel like ten, and yeah, and, and that would be even worse. So yeah, yeah, only five, only five, yeah. And so we're trying to do what we can to take care of ourselves, but we'll get back to that in a minute because, you know, now that our boy's other mom has gone to therapy with him and she is trying to keep herself to herself in the ways that adults ought to keep themselves to themselves from children, um, she is seeing him more 
And she also has a new partner. Yes. Yes, she does. Who has been helping her out. And he has kids. He has kids. And I think that that is a big part of how she's able to stay stable right now is that she has someone helping her. True. True. Our boy also likes that there are kids there. Mm -hmm. So that's good. I imagine he likes that there's a man there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was funny because I went to pick up the boy for his therapy. Mm -hmm. So there was one time with you and me and the boy. Yeah. Then there was me and the boy, right? Then it was you and the boy's mom. Then it was you and the boy. And then it was me again. Okay. And so, um, so I went to pick him up for this time, last time with you there. And the the boyfriend was there and he he did this thing. And I feel like I need to like go take a survey from the (laughs) cis men I know Mm -hmm. and say, tell me about this man shake thing. Because he had to step out over the kids and reach his hand out over the kids to shake my hand. And to do so in a firm manner. Yeah, a purposeful, firm manner. Like, and I'm going to shake your hand because there's some kind of thing there that I kind of get the idea of. And you don't know if it's like a purposeful demonstration of manners or if it's a dominance thing or if it's just a acknowledging man. A a dominance thing that you can blame on manners. Uh-huh. Right? There are a lot of those, yeah. Strikes me as one of those. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I've been surprised to see that men touch each other a lot more. Of course, women do the hugging thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in our current society, in a lot of places, it's okay for men to do the hugging thing. In a lot of places, it's not. But they do a lot of touching. Mm-hmm. Like they walk past you and they pound you on the back or the shoulder or something. Yes. You know? Yes, there's... Um, Pseudo-aggressive physical contact. Yes. Friendly-aggressive. Yes, meant to be affectionate of some sort. Because uh, we're not connected. allowed to be affectionate connected. unless we're also being aggressive. Uh, I don't know. I. This is the touch they're allowed. They're not, you know, the hug thing is questionable. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. So the handshake could be along those lines as well. But I do get the feeling that it's a territory type thing too. Well, I think it's also the thing of, like, I am going to make sure that you know that I am here and I am participating in this experience. I am not a passive observer of this experience. I am an active participant in this space. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, so that was kind of funny to me. Also, his kids were just standing there looking at me, like, with their mouths hanging open, like, is that the ogre? Because <laughs> God only knows felt, what, what she's told them. I felt a little like Shrek, you know. Because <laughs> I've seen, you know, when the boy was little, mm-hmm. he watched Shrek so many All times, times. I, I could recite it backwards if mm-hmm. I needed to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. At least oh it's gosh. funny. It, it is funny. At like, least it's good. But, you know, I mean, God only knows what she's told them that give them cause to I look at know. you like you're some sort of, you what, know. Whatever. Onion. <laughs> Sorry. Not a parfait. <laughs> Everybody likes parfaits. See? Don't, nobody don't like no parfaits. See? Told you. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's kind of wild. But as long as this is going well, and as long as there is actual co-parenting happening, as opposed to using the child as a pawn in some weird power play slash revenge fantasy, then this is all good. Yeah. It's interesting to me the way you describe it, because 
I don't think of it that way. And that's sort of like a, a gaming um, explanation. Well, that's the way that a lot of other people in our extended family have seen it as well. That yes. It was like some revenge fantasy or power play, you know, that she right. wanted to get back at me for stealing you and get back at me for taking her son away. And all of this somehow came down to me being the, the villain. You are also an ogre. <laughs> the ogres I together. Be a fucking ogre. I will sing at that damn bird until it explodes. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I think because I didn't have that perspective, I didn't see it sooner. No. In in your mind, she was still this person who would never hurt a fly and who had never had any cause to act territorially or manipulatively, or I should say not overtly manipulatively or vengefully or vindictively toward you because you had always been her favorite enabler. And so you never had any frame of reference for this set of behavior from her. No, I didn't. I was really blindsided by the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Your frog got frozen quick. I'm really hoping that next year has no blindsiding. Of course, I don't really want like a head-on train either. So, you know, I'm just saying, just because I don't want the blindsiding. I think we have plenty of head-on trains coming, but if we know how and where to hit the brakes, we can avoid damage. Stay off the tracks when the train's coming at us. Problem is the kid goes running onto the tracks. Well, we're going we're gonna to get derailed here with this conversation. So what else is on our list? So now that this Besides is... Besides wishful thinking. Anyway, <laughs> what I was starting to say was now that this is like a more effective co-parenting situation again, here's hoping it stays that way. Because this year was really hard on you and on us. And the stress has aged us more than a year in a year. It has. And, and my mother being sick and, and dying all that time was also very, very stressful. Yeah, we've had a lot of stress this year. And so if we can keep up with this co-parenting thing, then you'll get more time for self-care, which you have been sorely lacking. Yes. And that's the reason we were talking about having gotten extra aged this year is because you want to carve out some more time to get to the gym. To the gym and to solve this problem that I'm having of not sleeping well and having a lot of pain. So I have... And back pain and yeah, and for a while you've been getting to the gym just to do Tai Chi, which is good for flexibility and balance, but may not be the workout for your musculoskeletal system to really be able to support itself when it's at rest. Yeah, and to to get the stress out. I'm one of those people that I don't meditate if I get upset. I need to move. You do need the lack to move. of movement is a problem. Mm-hmm. So so being able to lift weights and do more strenuous exercise again will be good for you. But going to Tai Chi has been good in its own way. Yeah, I really enjoy one instructor in Tai Chi. There was another guy who was facilitating a class for a while, and he was basically just one of us, but he had managed to go ahead and get certified so he could teach a class so that we could have another class to practice in. And unfortunately, he had a hip replacement that went badly and has not been able to return. So we do have the one instructor that I really like. However, she gets so much grief from the old guys. Like, they just won't leave her alone. And she puts up with it because... Because she needs the job? Because she enjoys what she's doing? Because... She wants to do what she's doing and... Because she doesn't... Women are used to putting up with the crap from the old guys. Speak for yourself. (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> I'm not. She's but, older than me. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. In her age, it is group, a generational thing, yeah. and it's also a thing about the way in which you were socialized. I was not. I was in some ways socialized to behave in female manners, but I bristle mm-hmm. much more easily than. She did. She's this she did. Tai Chi instructor takes a lot of shit. She does. All from the old guys, and they're old, man. So anyhow, last week there was a different instructor because she's gone I guess she's gone for two weeks. And I don't get to the second class she teaches. It's not at a time I can get to every week. The one class I have finally carved out a time to get there for. Um if I'm lucky, I get there for like a little time on the elliptical beforehand, which is really great. But Yeah. So this guy was there. Kind of a tall, probably straight, cisgendered, white guy. and Or at least passed for all these things. He passed for all those things. And he did some of the things differently because he's not a regular instructor. And usually, if you do something different and you're a female instructor, you get a lot of grief. But this guy, they kind of look... I could see the old guys looking at him like, well, that's not how we usually do it. But they never even... I I saw the thought go right out of their head, like they weren't going to give him any grief about it. Well, this guy knows what he's doing. So even though it's different, I'll just go along with it. Yeah. They, the, the assumption of competency that is not there for the female instructor. He does know what he's doing and he does approach it with, he's telling you, and now we're going to do the thing. Whereas I know that she does approach it with the suggestion that now we're going to do the thing, which I think is also a generational. It's a gendered thing, you know, um. It's that book that I got, How to Be Successful at Work Without Hurting Men's Feelings. Yes. (laughs) That's one of the things it says, you know, it's like, because these are things that women in all sorts of male-dominated spaces have learned that you can't just say, do the thing. Is there such a thing as a non-male-dominated space? Well, if you work in an elementary school. Oh, okay. Or if you work in most nursing. Well, I guess that's true in, in, you in know, the office. Predominantly I mean, female dominated um, or predominantly female professions. Mm-hmm. Professions that are culturally coded feminine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I could speak up in a teacher's meeting and have no one question me. And admittedly, part of that is because I have a direct, I know what the hell I'm talking about demeanor. And I don't do that. Well, I think we really ought to, and maybe you should consider. Mm-hmm. And how about if we... Right. I don't do any of that. But, you know, that is a necessary skill in male-dominated workspaces. Which is funny, because the other day I was talking to my boss, and um, we were talking about how even though I have taken point on a certain number of projects in our division that people will still go and talk to him first instead of finding out who is in charge of this particular assessment or this particular project or whatever's going on. They'll go straight to him. And after having dealt with all of this nonsense and seeing how you get treated differently, my first thought every time is, it's because of these lumps on my chest and my long hair and my slightly higher voice. Mm-hmm. Even though my voice is by pitch lower than about half the men in my office, like the whole building. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they see me as female, inaccurately, I might add, means that I will have to work really hard to be the person that most of them, some of the young guys do come and ask me, who's the person that does blah, 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 mm-hmm. especially when my boss is out of the office. But um, the older guys, especially. 
And he says, well, in, in other departments, I think that's just a, a team structure thing because, you know, to quote the doctor, a fairly flat team structure <laughs> in our division. But a lot of these are very hierarchical, very bureaucratic as government employment is want to be. Mm-hmm. And he says, wait a minute, the divisions with females don't get that as much because the female is in charge. And so she's just the person that everyone goes to when they need the person in charge. And like it struck him, he realized in that moment that like the people who are in charge and who are allowed to be in charge are the people who are stereotypically feminine, who are conventionally attractive, and who can manage themselves in conventionally feminine professional ways. And he said, that's icky. (laughs) And I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah, I can see him saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, well. So anyway. Well, the, 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 I, was, I was standing there in Tai Chi class watching this dynamic. Also, I was standing in a different place. So what was funny to me was I saw myself in the mirror and I was like, hey, I'm a little man. You are a little man. I could have told you that. I know, but I was like, oh, and there I am. That's so great. And, and I thought about that and I thought... Well, you know, I spent a lot of years knowing that that was me, but not seeing it. And you knew that you knew that you were a little man, but it didn't look like that in the mirror, right? And so that would um, what's the word? Dysphoria. Yeah, it's dysphoria. But (laughs) what what dysphoria does it and other things do? They take that away. They fuck with your head. Dysphoria does that. Yeah, but I wanted to say like all the words that mean the dysphoria. So anyhow. well, they would make you question yourself. Yes. Wait, I'm a little man, but that doesn't look like it. Yes. And now I look in there and I go, hey, I am a little man. <laughs> that is totally great. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me that, you know, you still have those moments because 90% of the time, 99.9% of the time, you're just that dude. And you and I and a lot of people will sort of forget that there was this past life. Mm-hmm. And I know it's sort of always background noise in your head, or at least the way you've described it to me before. Yeah, and sometimes louder and sometimes not as loud. And I think that happens to most trans people that I've heard from. Mm-hmm. But for most of us, sort of like your Jesus friend, he's like saw a picture of our wedding or something and said, ah, that's wrong. Yeah, like it freaks him out. Yes. Yeah, which I appreciate that. It freaks him out too. Good. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like your boss saying, ew, that's icky. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, so you're, was, you're a little man. Fun. Yeah. It's so great right. that you're a little man. Me, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is that it for now? I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Is
says Yeti. I gotta check. I know you do. Yeah. Are you gonna end up moving that thing closer to me? Possibly. Okay. GDMF traffic. It's Christmas. Why do you need to drive anywhere? <laughs> what? I have nothing to say. <laughs> you're, but you're laughing. I'm laughing at you. Why am I funny? Because your eye is practically twitching over there and it's just a car driving down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, my brain. <laughs> For a second. Uh-huh. I'll wait. If you got an itch, go ahead and get it. I'm done. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Are you upset with me? No, I'm just trying not to do anything. Okay. Okay. Where were we? Oh, I turned too fast. It was a really big it was spotted big thing. big and spotted with a big black neck. It's a uh, northern flicker. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little pointy beak. Yeah, it likes the stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so that anyway. microphone is here. <laughs> um... Ha, 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 ha.